What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gar. Thank you so much for joining me today. We got a packed show for you today. Going to break down the pitching matchups between the Cardinals and the Reds as they begin this hugely pivotal three game series, the final three games between the Reds and the Cardinals in 2021. Man, I can't believe we're saying this. It feels like just yesterday was opening day whenever they started against each other. And now here we are, the final series of the year. Huge series for both teams. Huge playoff implications when it comes to the NL wildcard race. We will talk about all of that and more. Plus, Lucas Smith will join me later on to talk this series and just talk about the season as a whole as it pertains to the NL Central. That's on today's podcast that is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app today and you can join all kinds of media personalities like myself there on the Spotify Green Room app. That's Spotify Green Room. They're changing the way that we talk sports. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast today. Thank you for finding me. If you do not already follow the podcast, make sure that you do on your favorite podcasting app. You can also subscribe right here on the YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Thank you to those who do, and thank you to everybody who gets involved on the comment section, on Twitter, and interacts with me. It's been a fun season. I know that there's been plenty of ups and downs and plenty of frustrations as well as plenty of things to celebrate when it comes to this Cincinnati Reds team. And we've got a lot more to go because we're in the stretch run that is just going to be hugely stressful, pivotal, hopefully it's going to be successful at the end. We'll talk about that uh, every single day. That way you don't miss anything make sure you're subscribed. You can also follow me on Twitter, like I mentioned, Twitter, at Jeff Gar with three Fs, and you can follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got at 513-549-0159. All right, this series is hugely pivotal between these two teams, and really, the stakes are just as high whether you're Lucas and you're talking about the Cardinals or you're myself and you're talking about the Reds, and we're starting tonight with a huge pitching matchup. The man Tyler Malley is on the mound, and this is no ordinary Malley because this is road Malley. Tyler Malley on the road is something else. We've talked about his numbers specifically, but like you look at his last two road starts coming against Milwaukee and Miami. If you put them together, he's got 12 and two-thirds innings pitched, three earned runs total, nine hits total allowed, and 14 strikeouts. Stu loves pitching away from Great American Ballpark. His last start did come at home against the Tigers. He gave up four earned runs and five innings pitched, though the team ended up winning that game because they just scored so many runs. But overall, looking for a good game from Tyler Malley today. He has been one of the best, if not the best pitcher on the Reds team. I, I think it's kind of between him and Miley, which is phenomenal because you know Mally or Miley Miley or Mally Mally Miley Mally Miley if you say it quick enough it almost sounds like you're saying the same word and Wade Miley and Tyler Mally have really led this pitching staff all year and I'm looking for a good night tonight we're going to talk about John Lester in a minute that's who Tyler Mally is opposing Pitching on Saturday will be Luis Castillo. You want to talk about bad luck. Luis Castillo, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd had no luck at all because his last three starts have been pretty 
pretty good. And we're talking about quality starts in each and every one of them. He's pitched at least six innings, three straight starts, a total of 18 and a third. He's allowed a total of six earned runs in those 18 innings. And he's had a total of 21 strikeouts as opposed to just 13 hits in those 18 and a third innings. Can you guess what his record is, though? It's 0-3. That's why pitching wins and losses are kind of silly when you break it all down. Because in these last three starts for Luis Castillo, the team has scored a total, grand total, in each game of one run. One run per game, the last three starts that Luis Castillo has done. I don't care who you are. If you're Randy Johnson, it's going to be hard to get wins in those games. You've got to score runs, and that's really what it boils down to with this Reds offense. I mean, they scored one run to end the series against the Cubs. That's why they lost. And, I mean, you know, ultimately Brad Brock giving up that home run on a nice little slider that was supposed to hit the back door, didn't quite do it because, you know, Hayward just absolutely destroyed that, but whatever. I mean, you got to score more runs. I, I, I don't even know that there is a more technical way of saying that. We can't break it down and be like, well, they're not doing this. Well, then just score more runs. Luis Castillo has pitched phenomenally as of late, and he's getting no help whatsoever. So that is going to be Saturday's start. He is going up against Miles Michaelis, the only win that the Reds got in that series at Great American Ballpark a week ago against the Cardinals was against Miles Michaelis. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then on Sunday, Sonny Gray. It's going to be sunny on Sunday as Gray takes the mound in St. Louis. He has been all right as of late as well. His last start, he kind of got pulled a little bit early simply for the fact that runs were at a premium and David Bell felt like he needed to pull him. So he only pitched five innings. He's pitched five innings and two straight starts. He did have six against Milwaukee on the road in his uh, or two starts ago. So when you break those down, last three starts for Sonny Gray, you've got 16 innings, four earned runs allowed, only eight hits allowed in those 16 innings, and you've got a total of 17 strikeouts. He's been phenomenal again. Great pitching performances, not getting the run scored, although the Reds have won two of his last three starts. They didn't beat the Cubs there as they lost four to three. But we'll look for a good performance from him on Sunday. And again, it all boils down to the lineup. What will they do here in St. Louis? Jesse Winker's on a rehab outing this weekend, reportedly. Hopefully it won't last that long, and they'll get him back for the Pirates and the Dodgers next week week. This is uh, kind of critical because the lineup has just been foundering so much. And we're going to talk about this Cardinals pitching staff here in a minute, but the Cardinals lineup has actually been performing pretty well. I saw on the Reds Content Plus morning spin newsletter today that over the last month, they've been the second best lineup in the major leagues. And you're talking about a couple of guys who have really broken out. Paul Goldschmidt has always been a good hitter, but Paul Goldschmidt's been hitting pretty well as of late. Tyler O'Neill, big time for them in that lineup. And you've got a couple of other dudes who are hitting pretty well, too. Tommy Edmond isn't as good as he was in 2020, but he's still being pretty solid. And you're, you know, Yadier Molina always likes to get his pound of flesh whenever the Reds play him. So we'll see what happens with this Reds pitching staff in St. Louis. Coming up, we'll talk about St. Louis's pitching staff, the three probable starters for them in this one. Before we talk about that, though, I wanted to let you know that when it comes to talking about things uh, that are slow, 
It's just right for vacation. Uh, you want to talk about a sloth or maybe you're describing describing quick books, more like slow books. If sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make some sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financial program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on that's n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n you can also check out the best tasting protein bar on the market at built.com and you can use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order i've been telling you guys about built bar forever and if you have not taken advantage of this promo code i urge you to do it right now because your snack game will just be elevated to the major leagues we're all looking to kind of maybe lose some weight maybe maybe get some little you know get a little bit healthier in our lives and i i hesitate to use the word d but you know maybe we're on a diet built bar fits into pretty much any diet you can think of because it's got less than four grams of fat less than four grams of sugar and up to 18 grams of protein plus we're talking about 120 to 130 calories per bar a protein bar as well that tastes like a candy bar you're not going to get that weird chalky mouthful and you're going to get plenty of flavor when you're talking about flavors like cherry barcia coconut they've got peanut butter brownie mint chocolate brownie they've got amazing fruit flavors like raspberry and strawberry check them out today at builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 that's built.com but if you type in builtbar.com it'll send you to built.com and the promo code locked 15 to save 15% off your next order. Get a mix box, get one box of one flavor and get a whole bunch of your favorites at built.com and use that promo code locked 15 to save 15% off your next order. All right. Pivotal three game series. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, because when you're talking about the reds or you're talking about the Cardinals, the reds could put the Cardinals away with a good series that maybe not put them away with two out of three, but if you sweep them, it's over. You knock the Cardinals out of this wild card race. I think that's going to be really tough to do though, because the Cardinals are playing some good baseball right now. And the reds, while they seem to show us glimpses that they are trying to play good baseball, they still continue to not play good baseball. And they've really got to climb out of the cellar that we're getting, it's getting late. We, we said back in may it get late, it gets late early, but it's late and it's getting late. And if you start losing more than they're already losing, this is going to be a very, very dismal end to the season. You can turn that around this weekend. If you're the red legs heading to St. Louis, 
the thing of it is the probable starters are exactly the same as last series and the Reds took two out of three in that one. And I aired when I said that the Reds beat Miles Michaelis, they beat J.A. Happ, who they're playing on Sunday. They did a pretty good job against Miles Michaelis and scoring runs and stuff. They just didn't get the same pitching performance on the other side. Firstly, though, let's look at tonight's probable starter for the Cardinals, John Lester. He's a guy that I started off by kind of joking about the Red or the uh, Red Birds getting older at the trade deadline because they traded for him and they traded for J.A. Happ, and both of those guys have been pitching for a long time. This is the 15th year in the major leagues for John Lester. He's been around. And in his last three starts, I kind of looked at that for uh, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Tyler Malley. So let's look at that for these guys. For John Lester, his last three starts have been pretty impressive as well. One of those coming against the Reds. He pitched against the Tigers, the Reds, and the Brewers. All total, he's pitched about 16 and two-thirds innings. Not about. He's pitched 16 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 14 hits, only three total earned runs, one earned run in each game. He does have six walks. He's had two walks per start, and he's had 11 strikeouts. He's just pitching very efficiently, and we saw it in the last game that Lester and the Reds played together. The Reds weren't getting very many long at-bats against him. I think they just averaged a shade under four pitches per at-bat against John Lester. And if you kind of blow it up a little bit and you look at his career against the Reds, he likes pitching against them. He's thrown 21 starts against the Red Legs for 124 and a third innings total. He's only recorded, and I know I don't talk about pitchers' win-loss records very often, but in 21 starts, John Lester has only been beaten by the Reds twice. I mean, that's insane. That is efficiency beyond all other. And when you're talking about efficiency in those 124 and a third innings, he has 28 walks allowed to the Reds, 112 strikeouts. He has allowed 12 home runs, but again, that's not very much when you're looking at 124 innings pitched. So in a 3.62 ERA in that time. So he likes pitching against the Reds. So I think we're going to see another struggle of a start tonight for this lineup that has really been shut down as of recently. John Lester's been pitching pretty well. Again, I told you, his last three starts, in each start, he's allowed one run in each start. That's uh, pretty much where the Reds are as far as their lineup goes. Now on Saturday against Luis Castillo, Miles Michaelis will be pitching. He's kind of had a rough year. I mean, he did not, he only pitched once in May and he was on the IL for most of this season, not coming back until August 20th. He's only had four starts since coming off the IL and his last three starts have been a struggle. He's only pitched a total of 12 and a third innings in these last four or these last three starts. And he's allowed at least three earned runs in each of those starts, three earned runs, four earned runs against the Reds and four earned runs against the Dodgers in which they lost that game back on September the 6th. He's not really striking out guys either. He's got nine total strikeouts in his last three starts, but he is limiting the walks. He's only got four walks allowed. Just been the hits. He's given up 18 hits in his last three starts. So there's going to be lots of contact had tomorrow by this lineup. Maybe that is time for them to put up some runs, maybe a shot for them to win game two after a struggle in game one against John Lester. And then finally, J.A. Happ will be pitching on Sunday against Sonny Gray. You'll remember him because that was the game that the Reds did win 
in that Cardinals series because they touched him up and they hit him hard in game two of that doubleheader. They got seven earned runs off eight hits, two walks. They did have two homers, and that was all in just one inning pitched for J.A. Happ. Now, he came back out. He pitched against the Dodgers on September the 7th and lost that game, too. He gave up four earned runs in five innings this time, but seven hits allowed. He did not allow a walk, though, but he did allow two homers again. So Saturday, Sunday, maybe make some hay against Michaelis and Happ. And if you somehow work a win against John Lester, something that the Reds don't do very often, then you might be able to talk about a winning series. Dare I say, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to say it because this, this lineup has not been worthy of making bold predictions for a series. I'm hoping for two out of three for the red legs. They can survive. They can hang on. They can continue to clinch and, and just hang on for dear life to their playoff hopes. If they, end up losing two out of three they can't get swept though you get swept we're gonna start talking about some dark days at great american ballpark hopefully that's not what we're talking about all right coming up here in just a minute i've got lucas smith from the locked on cardinals podcast to talk about this series but also kind of look back at the season and talk about because this is the final three games between the cardinals and red legs here in 2021 before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. If you have not already done so, get off the bench and get in the game and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today at betonline.ag. Head on over there with the promo code locked on, and you can set up your profile and get 100% more on your initial deposit. So if you put in 50, they'll give you another 50. You put in 100, they'll give you another 100. I mean, 100% is pretty easy math. It's just whatever you gave in, they're going to double it just for using that promo code locked on. And you've got awesome lines when it comes to Major League Baseball, like money lines, run lines. They've got over-unders and things like that. You can make some money off your sports knowledge too with the NFL starting up. If you're a football fan like myself, you can check that out today at Bet Online. AG. And I'm feeling a tip today. I was looking at this matchup earlier today and I really thought I'm trying to find it right now. Having trouble finding that. I love the internet. Okay, here we go. I was looking at this. The Nationals travel to the Pirates today and you can get the Nationals money line at minus 105. It's almost a value. It's almost at plus 100. And I like the matchup for this Nationals team against the Pirates. I know that neither team has anything to play for. That's kind of where I like to uh, focus on uh, some late MLB season betting. You look at two teams that have nothing to play for. So what are you going to get out of it? You're going to get some interesting baseball. Maybe good baseball. Hard to say. But I'm looking at the Nationals and the Pirates. I'm taking the Nationals money line. You should too. The Nationals minus 105 to beat the Pirates today in Pittsburgh. That's betonline.ag. Set up your profile with the promo code locked on. You'll get hundred percent more on your initial deposit betonline.ag the promo code locked on. And lastly, too, I know that, uh, you know, we're in 2021 here. We want to bring all of our entertainment options under one television screen and direct TV can help you out with that. Check out direct TV stream, because if you're like me and you're watching the game on the television, you've got highlights on your phone, you're tweeting and all that stuff. Maybe you've got a tablet to watch your streaming shows and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Stop it. Stop that nonsense. 
Bring your television into the 21st century with DirecTV Stream. Head on over to directtv.com today and you can get all of your options, whether you're talking about sports, streaming, movies, television, reality TV, all that great stuff on DirecTV Stream. Check it out today at directtv.com and stop loading up your bandwidth with all of these multiple devices trying to do all the same thing. That's direct TV stream at directtv.com. All right. So you've heard from me breaking down uh, this series here, the reds and the Cardinals in St. Louis, but just for this last segment of today's podcast, I wanted to bring in our friend Lucas Smith from locked on Cardinals to break it down. And we're going to kind of look and uh, well, firstly, before we jump into the uh, meat and potatoes of this, Lucas, how you doing, man? I'm good, Jeff. I am fantastic. Ready for weekend series. Three days ago, I said the season was over for St. Louis, and now they're back in the playoff hunt. Baseball is crazy. We flip-flop, but I'm excited for it. How are you doing? This month has been crazy. I, I, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I told you I just happened to get MLB the show, so I'm, I'm kind of distracted a little bit today. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a podcast to do because we have a huge series coming up this weekend. It is the final three games of the year between our two ball clubs, and they couldn't mean more. I mean, if you'd asked me after opening day when I froze my butt off trying to get a s'mores fry box and sitting in right field, like teeth chattering, couldn't feel my toes by the end of the game, watching Luis Castillo give up a million runs and the Reds end up losing a what turned into a barn burner of a game, I was like, boy, this is going to be an interesting year. And here we are. It's very interesting because we were expecting the Reds to be good. We thought that the Cardinals were going to be good. But firstly, and Knowing what we know now, obviously, looking back at our season predictions, what about this division? Like, I did not see any one team running away with it the way that the Brewers have. No, and to be honest with you, I think that the biggest disappointment in my mind is the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, even if the Cardinals happen to, to make their way to the postseason in the second wild card spot, you know, everybody thought, or at least in my opinion, the, the consensus was that the Cardinals were going to be a favorite for the National League Central Division title, not just, you know, scratching and clawing for wild card berth. I think we all expected Pittsburgh to be Pittsburgh. I thought Chicago was no higher than a fourth place team. And the Reds have overperformed slightly, in my opinion. You know, I'm not saying that I predicted them to be terrible, but they, I think that they've overperformed. And Milwaukee blew expectations out of the water. So it, it was a combination of all those things coming together for a perfect storm. And obviously, in a 162-game marathon, so many things contribute to, to all these facts that I just mentioned. But for Milwaukee, it was historical pitching. That, that really set them apart. Cardinals couldn't get past a couple key injuries in the month of June, had a really bad June, a 370 winning percentage in that month. And the Reds have, have you know, treaded water a little bit after having a hold of the second wild card spot for a short while there. And, you know, all three of these teams will find themselves fighting for a bare minimum, a playoff spot. But you never know how it's going to turn out. You know, I don't think anybody, if you would have told me that Adam Wainwright was going to be, in my opinion, in contention for a top five or top 10 Cy Young award finish, I would have yeah. laughed in your face, you know, as, as high as I was on Wainwright, you know, just so many weird things have happened this year. And, you know, here we are, you know, September the 10th, Cardinals and Reds separated by just two games. Don't tell anybody, but uh, after those uh, first two blowout wins against uh, the Dodgers against the Cardinals, I actually bet on Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals to win that uh, game three. So <clears throat> he's like yeah, historically don't, don't good 
coming after like a losing streak. I'll have to look up the stats later, but he's like, he's won like he's started like six or seven games this year following a losing streak. He's won all six or seven of those games. So it's crazy. So if you are looking to make a bet on bet online, if the Cardinals have a losing streak going into an Adam Wainwright start, bet on Adam Wainwright. <laughs> he's been their stopper and, and so's Wade Miley for the Reds and Miley's not pitching today. In fact, uh, the, Probable starters for this series are pretty much the same as last time. So if you want to hear uh, what we said about these probable starters, <laughs> go check out our last uh, crossover. Right. Um, because we've got John Lester in game one. There's Miles Michaelis in game two and J.A. Happ in game three. And that's pretty much how it turned out. Right. Although yeah, I think Wade three. Miley did pitch in our, in the last series. So Yeah, Miley and Michaelis paired up in, this, in the last series. But for the Cardinals, it's, it's, it's the same three in the same order. So same three in the same order. Hopefully it's not deja vu because that Lester game was frustrating. The <laughs> Reds couldn't touch him. And actually he pitched pretty well in his last start too. So I'm interested to see how this series goes because kind of like you said, you thought the Cardinals were out of it. The Reds have really been floundering lately. Uh, yesterday, or two days ago, they were off yesterday, but two days ago they scored one run. It was the eighth time in like the last 12 days that they'd wow. scored one run and it's just been a struggle for them to score it all. And, and probably the easiest answer though, I don't think it's the whole picture, but the easiest answer is they're missing Jesse Winker. And the reports are that he's doing a rehab stint this weekend and they don't think he's going to need too many games. So he should be back, but he won't be back for this series. So to see how this uh, lineup, Fairs when you're when you've got a lot of guys and it's funny because I've seen a lot of complaints on Twitter and in the comments section about David Bell's lineup construction, but I mean, really, who else are you going to put out there? You you cannot put Jesse Winker out there; he's hurt. Nick Senzel is on the phantom IL. I, I don't. I think he's hurt. I think they're just saying that they're done with him, which is unfortunate because we're talking about a very very high draft pick. Um, that is just not going to pan out. He's going to end up playing for somebody else next year in some way, shape, or form. I, I definitely, if you were to ask me at the beginning of the season if I saw Nixon Zell in a Reds uniform in 2022, I said absolutely. Now, if you were to ask me, I said no way. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be a Red next year. Uh, it's just been weird how that whole situation's gone down this season. But to see that the way the Reds have constantly clawed back from numerous situations where plenty of people declared them as uh, left for dead, not going to make the playoffs. Well, here we are. And here I am getting an eyelash in my eye. This is perfect. timing. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe that is a sign. I don't know. Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a very important three game series. Uh, when you look at the Cardinals for right now, what is a success from this point? Because like you said, you expected them to contend for the division. That's not happening. It's wild card or bust now. What has to happen for this to be a success for the Cardinals? It starts with this series. They, they got to win this series because the Reds can put the Cardinals, you know, again, I feel like I've said this about four or five times in the last four or five episodes, but the, the Reds could put the Cardinals out of the playoff race for good if they win this series. Put the Cardinals back five games back. I think they'll have just over two weeks of baseball to play at that time. Doesn't look very good, especially when you consider the fact the Cardinals are going to play the Brewers. Let's see, four and three is seven, seven more times this season. Mm. That that that's doesn't always bode well for for teams, especially playing in in Milwaukee Park or whatever they call that stadium now. So it starts with, with this weekend beating beating the Reds, and then the Cardinals have an opportunity to really sink the Mets next week as well. 
And then they have a golden opportunity by playing the Padres. So the Cardinals really control their own destiny here in the next nine games. This is a very important nine-game stretch. In my opinion, and this might be stating the obvious, but after this nine-game stretch, we will know if the Cardinals are going to be in the postseason hunt. Because I've talked about this. I think I talked about this last time we talked. There's a difference between being in the hunt and being mathematically um, eligible for, for the playoffs. You know, So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a matter of what, what, can the Cardinals actually stay in the hunt for a postseason spot. But to the point of, like, can they find success? A second wild card berth is not a successful season. But for the expectations this team had, and I get it that this team had injuries. Everybody has injuries. Everybody has to deal with this stuff. So now, worst case scenario, they don't make it. Best case scenario, like you mentioned, is that second wild card spot. That a, a deep postseason run is going to be required for, in my opinion, for me to call this season a successful season with the combination of the expectations coming in, the Nolan Arenado acquisition, the starting pitching um, expectation has, has, or pitching overall has kind of floundered a little bit, especially in the bullpen the last number of weeks. So in order for this season to be a success, in my opinion, a deep October run is required, but it all starts this weekend. The Cardinals have a prime opportunity to control their own destiny, to stay in the hunt and to knock some other teams out. Same, but different for the Reds. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, it starts with this series. Like you said, if they win two out of three, you don't mathematically eliminate the Cardinals, but you really put, enough distance between the Reds and the Cardinals that you feel a little bit better about it. Cause right, right. now, if, if, if the worst happens from a Reds standpoint uh, and the Cardinals sweep the series, then they flip flop. And, and that would just be murder. I mean, Reds fans are all already conditioned for the worst. In fact, Cincinnati sports fans as a whole. So everybody is bracing for that to happen. In fact, I think if you took a random poll of Cincinnati sports fans, I think there would be just as many optimistic people as there would be people who think this series is going to be a Cardinal sweep. Mm -hmm. I don't think that. I think that it's going to be two out of three one way or the other. I don't think either one of these teams are getting swept at this point in the season. But I also think that the Reds have enough question marks that it's hard for me to sit here and say one way or the other whether they're going to win because they, they just don't score. They've had fantastic pitching performances. Even Vladimir Gutierrez, he was getting into trouble, but he limited the damage against the Cubs. He only pitched five innings, but he pitched a good five innings, and they just can't seem to get out of their own way. I mean, Luis Castillo in his last start was phenomenal. They gave him one run. In fact, I, I looked at it like his last, I think it was like last six starts or something like that, He's won two of them, and the other four, he's gotten one run or less of support. So it's been complete like Jekyll and Hyde whenever Castillo's on the mound. So I have no idea what we're going to get from that because he himself has not been Jekyll and Hyde. It's been the lineup, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good you pitch. If your team doesn't score, you're not going to win. <laughs> It's a, a yeah. you know really deep baseball analysis there, but um, <laughs> nothing but the best here on the Locked On Network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, analytics hashtag analytics. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I look at this red season, I, I wanted them to be a playoff team. They're in the hunt. They're playing meaningful baseball in September. But for me, for me to think this is a success, they not only have to make the wild card, but they got to get to the NLDS. I don't even require a deep postseason run at this point. This city as a whole on sports in general is so starved for postseason success, whether it be the Bengals, the Reds, the Bearcats, anybody like somebody win a postseason game. Why not the Reds? Let's make the wild card and do this. But it's just, it's looking like it's so far off right now. It, they just got to focus on tonight's game against the guy who honestly, whenever Mike Schilt took him out in the last matchup, I thought that he was silly for taking out John Lester. And here we go. Another matchup. 
He's taken happens. him out early a couple different times, to be honest with you. Even his most recent start, you you mentioned it against the the Brewers, I think it was. Um, mm. Only went five in the third inning. Yeah. yeah, so it was re- really a short outing. And you know, you know, you mentioned Reds fans having a problem with David Bell, Mike Schilt. You look on 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 Cardinal Twitter. He's not a very popular man in those in those spheres. So definitely some questionable decisions. Also, I apologize. My light just went out as we're recording. So if it got darker, <laughs> I do apologize. Kind of freaked out for a moment. It's charging too, which doesn't make any sense but anyways um yeah i think that you know it's easy for us to kind of say oh over these next x amount of games you can see a lot but like you mentioned it, it starts tonight you got to take it one you know it's the old cliche take it one game at a time right every player is going to be saying that every team that's in postseason contention especially the mess that is the al wild card is going to be saying we're not scoreboard watching we're you know taking care of our own business <laughs> right. taking it one game at a time we're all human we all scoreboard watch i do it the announcers do it the players do it so you know, it's something that we're going to have to remind ourselves. I have to remind myself of taking it one game at a time. You know, call me crazy, but, I, you know, as a Cardinal fan, you got to be feeling pretty good about this weekend series against Cincinnati since they were somehow able to take two out of four against the Dodgers this week. And I think, too, whoever wins this series is just chomping at the bit because if you look at that schedule for the San Diego Padres to end this year, like, I, I love Javi, but Javi – has got to be very fr- very <laughs> frustrated and kind of worried about the yeah. rest of the season because all they do is play the Dodgers and the Giants, and I think they sprinkle in the Braves in the middle there. So well, it's crazy. That's gonna- I think that there are a couple teams that only play like three other teams in the last three weeks. Right. Like, the Cardinals play, like I said, the, the Brewers seven times and the Cubs four times, one of those being a doubleheader makeup. But I just feel like there could be a better way to do the scheduling of like not playing the same team like twice in two weeks because earlier in the year, the Cardinals played the nationals and the Phillies like twice within a four week span. It's just like, I don't know. Scheduling doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know, you get no. scheduled the games, you got to play them. And whoever, the, whoever gets that second wild card spot is going to have a rough wild card game going up against the Dodgers yeah. or giants. I think it's going to be the Dodgers, but um, so it's, it's going to be a, a, an exciting last month of the season. And, you know, like you said, it seems like yesterday we were uh, looking at this team back in April and all of a sudden we're in September. So time flies. It's insane. But Lucas, I appreciate you joining me today. And that's all the time we've got for Lockdown Reds. You can follow Lucas for this series right there at his Twitter handle. Let me see if I can point in the right direction. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> at, at LJ Fastball. And you can follow at, is it, it's LO underscore Cardinals? You bet. At LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. I finally learned that after we had a. <laughs> older handle that we're not yeah. going to mention because it'll get people confused <laughs> and for cardinals fans you can follow me at jeff Carr with three f's and we'll see what happens come monday